everybody. Welcome to Wednesday night service. Who is glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. I'm just like the psalmist. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And we are just real glad about it. Amen. All right. Well, let's go ahead and open things up tonight by doing our confession for the United States of America. Let's stand up together. Amen. And we're going to speak some words of faith over our nation. Hallelujah. Let's say this together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and in unity, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him some praise tonight. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. Amen. We'll get into some announcements here tonight. Uh, we are just really rocking and rolling right now, getting into the busy time of year uh, with Harvest Fest coming up. Uh, so we'll get in on some of those announcements here in, in just a minute. Um, let's go ahead and uh, we are want to remind you that intentional parenting class started this last Sunday. Who in here is in the intentional parenting class? All right. Yeah. All right. And I, we got off to a wonderful start. So we're really happy about that. I believe if you want to hop in this uh, this coming week, we may, Lawrence and Leah may be able to let you hop in uh, a week late, uh, but after that, you know, you're kind of be missing some stuff. So if you still want to get in on the class, uh, the sign-up sheet is back there at the info booth. Uh, the class is every Sunday in October from 4 to 5.30. So there's four more weeks of an hour and a half class, and the cost is $30. That'll get you the book and everything, but uh, it is so important that we are intentional in our lives, right? And we have a game plan, especially for parenting. That is the, I mean, the high calling uh, that we have here. So make sure that you take advantage of that. All right. This coming Saturday, 9 a.m. is what, gentlemen? It's the men's meeting. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Man, I just got a testosterone run. No, not really, but you know. Uh, anyway, so check it out. Men's meeting, Saturday, 9 a.m. Breakfast, Bibles, bros. Come on out, guys. We're going to be having a great breakfast. Amen. And getting into the Word of God. And uh, it is so important that you start, uh, you know, getting the right influences, the right friendships in your life. And uh, that's what we're all about. Amen. And so Saturday, 9 a.m., it'll be in Victory Hall, uh, the, the building right back there. And then also, on Saturday, uh, Saturday night, uh, we are going to be hosting the Start It In Me worship night for the whole city, and it's going to be at the Midtown location, HGWC, Midtown Chapel. This is our very first event of any kind there, uh, so I'm really excited about it, but uh, this is the property at Yucca and Kelly Drive, uh, formerly Barstow Christian School, so every church is invited, okay? We're expecting a really great turnout that night, but I want to see all of our HGWC. WC family there, uh, worshiping God. So six o'clock Saturday night at the Midtown Chapel location. Who's going to be there to worship God with us? Come on. Yeah. All right. Love it. 
Okay. And then let's talk about Harvest Fest, shall we? Do you have a minute? Okay. You're here. So let's go. So Harvest Fest is coming up on Friday, October 27th from 6 to 9 p.m. And uh, as you know, this is our main event of the entire year. And uh, we're doing really, really well. Uh, but we need lots of candy. I'm going to pass this sign-up sheet around. This is uh, the volunteer sign-up sheet. And really, we need all hands on deck. Uh, we need everybody that's a part of the family that, that is available uh, and, and able-bodied to in some way participate. And you really ought to know, you know, I'm, we need to talk about this more, but if you're going to be a growing, healthy, mature Christian... Serving the Lord is part of that. Amen. And so, uh, and it's not just for the church benefit. It's for your benefit. You cannot be a healthy Christian if you don't ever serve. You'll get lukewarm. You'll get stagnant. You have water flowing in, but never going out. And it's not a healthy thing. So to say, you know, that's a whole sermon that I'm not going to get into right now, but I'm just saying that it is, this is a golden opportunity for everybody to help out in some way. So we break the evening up into two different shifts. And so some people will maybe work from six to seven 30 at one of the games or whatnot. And some people would work from seven 30 to nine. Uh, the second shift, some people will want to sign up to, to, to help set things up. Some people will want to sign up to help clean up afterwards. There is literally something that all of us can do to get involved. So I really encourage you. And it is very rewarding at the end of the night to know that you had a part to play in thousands of people thousands of children hearing the gospel that Jesus loves them and he, there is hope for their lives. Amen. And so I want to be involved with something like that. And I believe that you do too. So there's the sign up sheet. And uh, the last thing we'll say about it is we need candy, candy, candy. We're filling 1000 bags with the good stuff. Amen. I mean, if you bring in some candy corn, God bless you. But we're looking at look at this picture. Butterfinger, baby Ruth. Come on. Yeah. Reese's Reese's somebody. I said Reese's. Can I get an amen? All right. So anyway, uh, let's bring this stuff in. We're going to fill up the bins right back there at the info booth. Teenagers versus Children's Church. Uh, word on the street is that the Children's Church is currently winning the battle. But whoever... Whoa, wait. Yeah. Ooh. Now, the teens can't defend themselves because, well, they're over there tonight. But uh, I also hear from a reliable source that some online viewers are sending in some candy. For, I'm going to leave it there. But uh, it, it, the, the battle's heating up. You just know this much. So anyway, let's bring that candy in. And of course, it's all to get the gospel out. Amen. All right. Well, that is all of the announcements for tonight. So who knows what time it is now? Yes. Amen. God loves a cheerful giver. So we're going to do our Wednesday evening tithes and offerings. And if you're giving online, you can go to hdwc.org slash giving. Amen. Uh, you left out one thing about the Harvest Fest and the sweets. Uh, how about chocolate chip ice cream? <laughs> Uh, ice cream is better than candy any day, amen. <laughs> but it might not be too good at desert heat, so that's okay. Hallelujah. Hold up your hands in an envelope for your tithes, for your offerings. And open up your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11 and 12 we're going to look at. And uh, 
How, how many know the series that we're doing on Sunday night? Does anybody remember what series we got going on? Lord has been teaching a financial series. We've been setting it up for the last couple of weeks. And this, this Sunday night, I'm going to be teaching something that I think is really going to help a lot of people. How many here have had a lifelong problem paying their bills, paying their bills on time? Anybody just have trouble paying your bills? Well, that's because you don't have a plan. And this Sunday night, we're going to teach you from the Word of God a few verses to give you some faith in how to walk in the plan of God for your finances that I'm going to show you a simple way to to have a budget to pay your bills on time and then Joshua and Julie they're the uh, they're the financial peace university's experts and so they'll show you how to do it on computers or iPads I still do it by hand but uh, I've been doing it for a lot of years and it works for me and so the thing is you've got to find a plan that works for you to pay your bills in the times we live in because gas is high and things are tough, you might have to cut back driving your car some because you spend all your money making little bitty trips all the time and then you run out of gas and don't have food money at the end of the week. It's your fault because you didn't plan. When you have a plan you see what's coming up, then you budget for it and you plan around it to make sure you don't come up short because you already see it coming, amen? If you don't have anything written down, you have no idea what's going to come up next week. Amen or oh me? <laughs> and that leads right into Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11 and 12. And I'm going to use this in reference to your finances, your money, your life. He says right here, and we desire that every one of you, that means you, that means me, do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope to the end, that you be not slothful, don't be lazy, but followers are imitators of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. You can't get spiritual lazy. Once you become a born-again Christian and you learn about spiritual things, Christian things, and the value of church, the value of tithing, the value, the value of doing things the Bible tells you to do, you can't back off. It says be imitators of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. And when I got born again 43 years ago, I knew nothing about anything. I wasn't raised in a Christian family. I knew nothing. But I did know how to imitate my dad and my mom. They were serious beer drinkers. It stayed a lot of trouble. And so I stayed in trouble, but I drank a lot of beer because I was imitating what I knew. Well, when I heard about Jesus, got born again, started going to church, I still loved my dad and mom. I started imitating the preachers. I started imitating the Christians and not the Christians that were sometimes Christians and sometimes boozers, but the Christians that live for Christ. The Christians I saw working it. He said, you be imitators. Did you see that verse 12? Of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. In other words, you look at people that have the answers in their life. The people's got victory. The people have quit losing. And so when it comes to tithing, I can promise you, if you'll get yourself disciplined to give God the first 10% off your paycheck, or however your money comes in, God's made a lot of promises, and for 43 years I've proved him in my life. You know, you know I'm not talk, I can talk about things, but the thing is, you get to the place in life, and these financial classes on Sunday nights for teaching, where you don't live off borrowed money anymore, you're the one that's got the money to lend. Hey, man, you go to buy a car, you won't ask how much are the payments. 
You say, I got cash right here. How much do you let me have it for? You don't shop by payments anymore. You shop by paying for it. Somebody said, boy, that sounds so impossible to me. It used to to me too. But glory to God, I through faith and patience inherited the promises. I know how to do it. So anyway, I'm telling you right now, as Christians, just keep coming, keep being faithful, and the things you learn to do, don't get lazy and back off and go back the other direction or you go back to Losersville again. Amen? Amen. Well, let's stand up, make our financial faith confession, then we'll bring our tithes and offers up here to the altar to Jesus. We'll worship Him, and Pastor Dave's going to show us how to be hot and not lukewarm. Amen? Amen. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, give generously in the kingdom of God, promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If you want, you can join us at the altar for worship tonight. And let's just put our hands together and worship the Lord together.
exalted is the name of Jesus Christ. Heaven and earth declare all praise to Jesus Christ. Highly exalted is the name of Jesus Christ. Heaven and earth declare all praise to Jesus. Every heart and tongue confess your name above all names. All things of this earth belong to you.
God is so good to us. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, Lord, for your grace that has been poured out on our lives, for your grace, Lord, that that has saved us. And Lord, I pray tonight that as we get into the word of God, as we study your holy written word, you're going to speak to us, Lord, and we're growing in our faith because faith comes when we hear the word of God. And so thank you, Jesus, that tonight we are growing, we are getting stronger, and Lord, we are becoming everything that you've called us to be. We love you and we praise you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give him some praise tonight? Hallelujah. The Lord sure is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Well, I'm excited to be getting into the word this evening. Um, so we're going to be, uh, I was, you know, asking the Lord, what do we need to talk about tonight? Cause you got to check with the boss, right? You know, <laughs> see what he says to say. And so, uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the topic of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And as we're getting into the uh, message, all of the elementary students from second grade up can be dismissed uh, with their teachers to the lobby, and they're going to take them to their classes. So second grade on up is going to go to their classes right now. Amen. All right. So uh, yes, we're talking about wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And I'm going to attempt to cram a lot of content into 36 minutes. Minutes right here. So let's do this. Who believes we can do this? Thank you. All right. 
So we're talking about wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Now, we see this phrase in several verses. We see these three words mentioned together. Sometimes it's not in this exact order. Sometimes it's in, in, in several different orders. But, but we see these three words appearing together in several verses from the Old Testament all the way in to the New Testament. And so, uh, you know, we, we even use these phrases and, and often when I pray, I'm, I'm, I'm asking God, Lord, we need wisdom, knowledge, and understanding because these three things are super, super important in your life. Who thinks they could use some knowledge? Who thinks they could use some wisdom? Some of you are like, well, I, I don't know about the wisdom, but I got the dump. <laughs> no, no, no. You need wisdom. All right. And then understanding who could use some understanding. Amen. I need all of these things. And according to the Bible, specifically the book of Proverbs, uh, there's a lot to say about this. And so for the sake of time, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to do four verses and I'm not going to give you much time to turn there because I got to dig a little deeper. Uh, so write these down or try to turn there really fast, but I'm going to put these on the screen. And so first of all, Proverbs two, verse six, Proverbs two, verse six. And here's one of the first times we see this phrase. It says for the Lord grants wisdom. There it is from his mouth come knowledge and number three, understanding. So the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. If you look at Proverbs nine and verse 10, okay, new King James, and it says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy one is understanding. Now the NLT will translate that good judgment. All right. Understanding or good judgment. Here's one for you. Isaiah 11 and verse two. And I promise I'm going to slow down. Okay. And I'll give you time to look at lots of verses there. Are, sometimes you don't know how challenging it is to narrow it down. When you get like a thousand verses, you could cram into one sermon and you got to choose five smooth stones, David, right? <laughs> so you got to choose wisely. So I'm throwing some content out of some scriptures very quickly, and then I'm going to slow down. Proverbs 11 verse two is a messianic prophecy where uh, Isaiah sees that there is a savior coming to save Israel, to save the world. And so this is what was prophesied about Jesus before he was ever even born. It says, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, that's all awesome, and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And so we're talking about wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And clearly Jesus had wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Who wants to be like Jesus? I want to be like Jesus. If Jesus has wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, then I want wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And then I told you that this goes all the way into the New Testament. Colossians 1 and verse 9. Colossians 1 and verse 9. And here after this, we'll slow things down a little bit. But Colossians 1 and verse 9, and this, of course, is written from the Apostle Paul. And this is a beautiful prayer that he's praying for the saints, uh, the church of uh, Colossae. So he says, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. All right. And so we've just showed you four or five verses right here with these 
three key words together. Now what I want to do is break this down a little bit and see what these mean for you in 2023. Now, these three things seem to come in a progressive order. And believe me, one of them is the most important out of the three. And we're going to get to that here in a few minutes. Uh, but even though these verses may list these in different order, these are all so important for our life. And we're going to kind of look at them in a progressive order. So who's ready to dig a little deeper tonight and learn a little bit more spiritually in the word of God. Amen. Okay, let's go. Number one, let's talk about knowledge. Let's talk about knowledge. So wisdom and knowledge are not the same thing. And, and, and we can clearly see that just simply because all throughout scripture, it refers to wisdom and knowledge as separate things. But in our modern society and, and, and especially in our English language, we butcher so many things because we use so many words just interchangeably that honestly, the scripture doesn't use interchangeably. Uh, they're separate things and wisdom and knowledge are one of those things. And so oftentimes we just think that wisdom means somebody's intelligent and smart. And, and I found out this much that there's some really smart people that I've met that are not wise. <laughs> They're not wise. They, they may be intellectually brilliant. They may be able to, you know, break down, uh, you know, mathematical equations and, and scientific things. And, and they may be able to be technological geniuses, but they couldn't tell you how to keep a marriage together for anything. They couldn't tell you how to raise kids. They couldn't tell you how to have the discipline to just get up and read the Bible and go to church on Sundays. Yeah, they could tell you how to totally rewire a spaceship. And so, listen to me, knowledge and wisdom are not the same thing. Well, what is knowledge? Well, you could look at the very beginning of that. No, right? No. And so, knowledge is knowing information. And that's a great and important thing to have. Spiritually speaking, we should be knowledgeable. Who knows that? That, that, that the Proverbs, the whole Bible tells us that we are to grow in our knowledge. And so knowledge, I'm not putting it down, but out of these three things that we're going to study, this is the entry level thing out of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Now, knowledge, again, is an incredible thing to have. I strongly believe in education. I spend half of my income educating my children. It's wonderful. I love every second of it. Uh, but, you know, I, I love education so much. I wish I had taken it more seriously. Who, you know, now that you're out of high school, you, you uh, upon reflection, you probably could have paid a little more attention you know, uh, I feel like I could have, I probably could have gained a little bit more out of that. And I wish that I had, honestly. Uh, so it's an important thing. And oftentimes we don't appreciate the opportunity that, that we had until maybe it's a little bit later in life. But knowledge, we're not putting it down, is a very essential thing in this world, but also even in your spiritual walk, you are to grow in your knowledge of the word of God. Now, I want to show you a verse here, Proverbs eighteen fifteen. There's going to be a lot of Proverbs tonight, okay? <laughs> There's going to be a lot of verses tonight. So Proverbs 18 and verse 15, and I'm going to do a lot in the New King James and a lot in the NLT. So Proverbs 18 
And we're going to look here at verse 15, New King James. And it tells us, the heart of the prudent acquires knowledge. And the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. And so we can tell from Scripture and probably just from people that you know, prudent people, successful people, they want to know more. They want to learn. And I, anybody that I look up to, I'm, you know, leaders, I study leadership and, 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 and people that are truly good leaders, they want to keep learning more about their topic. You know, I mean, you look at some of the best athletes and, and, and Josh and I were just talking about this, my brother, Pastor Josh, the other day, you know, every quarterback in the NFL is there because they've got an incredible, uh, natural talent from God and, and, you know, they've worked hard, but then the guys that go to like hall of fame status, they are very meticulous and intense about learning every single week. You look at Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and all these guys and, 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 and they, after the game's over, you know, they are watching hours of film, learning more and more. They're wanting to learn more. The best are not satisfied. They want to learn more. They want more knowledge. And I'm telling you, if you want to advance in your career choice and in your job, why don't you learn more about what it is you do? I mean, it's a thought, you know. Why don't you learn more, gain more knowledge? Because prudent people, according to the Bible, they acquire knowledge. And wise people, they seek more knowledge. I love this. And, and I try to learn more in my field. I, I'm trying to learn more about pastoring a church all the time, man. I'm investing a lot of my resources to go to places with very good leaders so I can learn off of them. And I want to be in the room. And that's something that you'll learn. Every really good leader that I follow after, they, they'll tell you there's a difference between watching their podcast or watching them on YouTube. That's great. We got people watching on YouTube and Facebook tonight, and that's wonderful. But there is a whole other element when you are in the room. And that's just the fact of the matter. And so I'll, I'll pay a lot of money to go be in the room with wise people because they've got stuff that I need to hear. And I'll, I'll make that investment. I'm not satisfied with my level yet. I want to, I want to learn more. And so if you're a mechanic, if you're a, you know, a chef, if you, a railroad worker, a, a teacher, whatever it is, you should want to gain more knowledge in that field. I'm just, I'm throwing that out there for you. Do with that what you want. But you know, there's the old saying that knowledge is power and there's truth to that, but it's not the whole truth. And so what if you face a situation that you don't have the knowledge to handle and then, you know, you go to plan B, Google, and Google doesn't have the answer to it. And then what if, you know, plan C, you know, you actually go to another human being that's knowledgeable about this situation. I know this is like a, a crazy concept, but you actually go talk to another human that is knowledgeable about this and then they don't know. Well, what happened? Well, Knowledge kind of reached its limits right there because there's some problems that you will face in life that knowledge only, knowledge alone cannot get you the answer to. You need wisdom. 
You need wisdom. What if you're presented with two jobs that pay the exact same amount? They are the same distance from your home. They uh, are the same hours. They're identical in every single area, pretty much. Well, which one do you choose? Well, knowledge would say, man, you know, whatever, just they're the same. Just pick one. It doesn't matter. Uh, but wisdom says, no, there is a right choice because one of these is God's will for your life. And one of them may seem just as good, but it's not exactly God's will. Knowledge won't tell you how to solve that. You just flip a coin if you want to. I mean, hey, whatever. But the wisdom of God, understanding spiritual principles will tell you how to make that decision. And so I love knowledge, but I love some of the deeper things better. And so Spiritually speaking, and as a mature individual, but as a maturing, growing Christian, yeah, you should want more knowledge of God's word. You should want to know more of the things of God. But let's take it a step further. Let's talk about number two, understanding. Because it's one thing to know Bible or know whatever it is you're studying, but it's a whole other thing when you actually understand it. Now, understanding is another step in our journey of maturity. And so I I like to hit the deep things of life. So today I was on geeksforgeeks.org and it says that knowledge, okay, that's a real website. Knowledge is the accumulation of information and skills. Okay. So knowledge is accumulating information, but understanding involves comprehension and application of that knowledge. And so it's one thing if I can study a subject out and, and I've got knowledge of it now, but when I actually know how to apply that and do something with that, I begin to have an understanding of it. And so, you know, you think about it this way, knowledge is honestly out of these three, that's the easiest thing to get because you can gain knowledge pretty much on any topic you know, you're not an expert on it, but I can go read about, I don't know, science, because I know very little about it. I didn't like that subject, but I could go, you know, uh, I could go read about making clocks or, 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 you know, designing clothing or cooking. I could gain knowledge and I could even repeat the facts. I could repeat the information. And this is how a lot of people do the Bible. They, they, they look at it. Yeah, I know. Yes. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that's wonderful that you know that information, but guess what happens? The blessing comes when you can apply that information. You see what I'm saying? And, and you, if you've been in this church more than five minutes, you know, James 1 22. be doers of the word and not hearers only. Let's look at Proverbs 4, 7. Amen. And so, yeah, you can read, you can read an article or a book on anything and, and gain some knowledge and, and repeat the information, but that doesn't mean you understand it. You know, I, I could read about car engines and, you know, repeat the information, but I've got guys like Brian and Joe and some of you that actually understand it. And, and so who do you want to go to when your car's broken down? A guy that read about it or a guy that actually has done something with it and understands it? 
I'll take the doer any day of the week, man. <laughs> I'll take somebody that knows what they're doing. And there's a lot of people, man, that are just experts on so many. Anyway, Proverbs 4, 7, New King James. Wisdom. Can somebody say wisdom? Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. And so this verse tells us that wisdom is the most important thing out of these three. But I love how Solomon says this, in all you're getting, get understanding. And so basically he's like, you know, wisdom's the best, but hey, while you're at it, get some understanding too. You know, you ever been at the store and, and your wife calls you or your husband like, hey, while you're down there, grab some milk too while you're at it. And that, I mean, I kind of see that how Solomon's saying that. He's like, man, you need wisdom. And while you're down there, grab some understanding to go with it. You're going to need that too. Amen. And so these are all super important things. But again, Knowledge is great, but understanding is when we begin to do something with the knowledge. And, and I kind of heard a good example uh, about this, but, you know, imagine a can of Coke, a can of Coca-Cola. Can you, you picture this? You've seen it, right? It's okay. All right. So, uh, a can of Coca-Cola. Now I can learn the facts about a can of Coca-Cola. I can read and hear. I can, I can show up and hear somebody talk about it, uh, about their opinion on it, their experiences with it. And, and, and I could just sit there and imagine from other people's stories, how refreshing this would be on a hot desert day. And, and so, you know, it's one thing to, to, to hear all about it and, 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 and hear other people's stories and opinions. But I can tell you this much, I will never truly understand how good it is until I open the can and taste it for myself. Right? Now, personally, I don't drink soda, so this is a bad example, but I'm just saying, but, but imagine though, all right? Imagine somebody, you know, they've read about it, they've heard about it, and there's lots of things I've, I've read about outer space, I've read about, you know, going to the Bahamas, I've read about, you know, all these great things, and I, and, 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 and I got a glimpse of it, I got a little taste, I got a little knowledge of it, but I will never understand it until I partake of it. And there's people that they, they don't understand you. You are an anomaly to them. You're, you're crazy. You're a freak. Why in the world are you going to church two, three times a week? They don't get it. Some of you are driving from Fort Irwin all the way into Barstow. Some of you are, you know, rushing in here from afterward. And, and, and to them, they don't get it because they, they're like, I know about the Bible. I, I know about that, but I don't get it. Why is that? They've got knowledge, but they don't have understanding. They have not tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Psalm 34. Check that out. Psalm 34. And I believe it's verse eight. Psalm 34, verse eight in the new King James. Check it out. Here's why we're crazy. And some people, you know, they just don't get us. Well, they haven't experienced some of the things that we've experienced. Psalm 34, verse 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Hallelujah. Have you tasted and seen that the Lord is good? And again, I know a lot of people that they have some knowledge of the Bible. 
They have read the Bible. There are atheists that have read the entire Bible just so they can argue with you. And so they, they've got some knowledge, but they don't have any understanding of it because they have not tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Amen. And so you got to do something about that knowledge. If you're in here like, man, I know this. I've been reading the Bible. I've been going to blah, 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 blah. I know all about it. Well, guess what? Good for you. But do you understand any of it? That's a really big deal. And so I want somebody in my life that's knowledgeable, but I want someone that understands it. Check it out. If you're going in to have surgery, uh, I've got a nephew that's an ER surgeon in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Cool kid, very smart. But but he did all these years of reading and reading and reading. And, And so if you're getting ready to go in and have surgery, do you want someone that's read every book there is about surgery, but never actually done the operation? Or do you want someone that has not only gained knowledge and read about it, but they've actually also done it? Because I'll bet, you know, I've never, you know, performed an operation. I've never been to medical school. But, uh, you know, I, I would just imagine that as you get into this line of work, as you uh, begin uh, to, to do a surgery, there's probably some things that you learn uh, as you're doing it that they didn't tell you about in in, in school or, or that, that maybe you read about, but you, you didn't understand it then. And now you're like, oh, wow, now I get it. And so, you know, think about this. How many people, you know, or maybe it was you, maybe it was me, but but you were a parenting expert before you had kids. Amen. Yeah. Amen. How many of you know other people that know how you should be parenting and they're total experts, but they don't have any kids, but they've read books. They've taken, you know, they've taken psychology classes. Wow. I'm, I was that I did that in college and I uh, anyway, I'm not going to make fun of myself, but I, that was I, anyway. So, but but there's a lot of things that 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 someone that's read about it, they know exactly what you should be doing. But I'll tell you this much. As much as you can read about it, there's some things you simply won't understand until you are involved or until you are actually in that position. And so what is understanding about? It's about not only gaining the knowledge of the word of God, but it's about applying it and actually starting to do it. And so I hear stories like this all the time. For instance, there's people that will read the Bible verses about tithing and, and they're like, well, I know the Bible says that. And I just don't see how, if I do that, like how, how God will do this. And, and, and maybe it's another area where you've been reading the Bible and and you're like, well, I know the Bible says this. And, and I, I know it says that. I just don't understand how that actually works. And then you actually start doing it. You actually start tithing. You actually start loving your neighbor. You actually start treating other people decently. You know, basic Bible things. And as you do that, you're like, oh... Yeah, this makes, yeah, okay, I understand it now. And there's some things you'll never understand until you actually just start doing it. It's called faith. It's called faith. I don't understand everything about the Bible. There's plenty I don't understand. But there's a lot of things that I've come across in the Bible where it says to do this. And I'm like, I don't know why, but okay, I'll do it by faith. 
And then as we take that step of faith, you can start living in the realm of not only knowledge, but understanding. And that is a huge, huge thing for us. All right. Now I want to talk about wisdom for a few minutes tonight. So we've got knowledge. We've got understanding. And here we're going to talk about wisdom. And this is huge. I'm telling you right now, you need the wisdom of God. You need the wisdom of God on how to be a parent, on how to be a good employee, on how to be a good spouse, on how to be, you need the wisdom of God in any area of your life. And a lot of people don't have it because wisdom comes from God. You don't get wisdom by reading a textbook. You get knowledge from that. And so what do we have? I was thinking about this earlier. We got this entire generation of people, maybe my age and younger, that have, I mean, you know, they've got a lot of knowledge. They've got, I mean, I'm related to people that have been in college for like 20 years and, you know, still aren't out there getting a job somewhere. And I'm not making fun of that, but they've got tons of knowledge. I mean, my gosh, they, they've read a million books. It's incredible. Lots of knowledge. And they're very prideful and arrogant and think that you're a loser. And, 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 and you know, when there's people like this. And I'm, again, I'm not making fun of academics. I, I love it, all this stuff. But there's a lot of people that have spent a lifetime trying to gain knowledge, but they've never done anything with it. There, there's no wisdom involved. And so you can't get wisdom from a textbook. You get wisdom from God. Amen. Now it's great to have both. I want knowledge and I want understanding and I want wisdom. I want all three, but you got to have wisdom. And what we just saw there in Proverbs four says it's the principal thing. It is key. And so I'll say this statement. You may not agree with it, but I don't believe that an unsaved non-Christian person can have the wisdom that the Bible talks about. I don't believe they can. I can, they can have some good life experiences. Uh, they can have some, you know, level of understanding on things and definitely knowledge, no doubt about that. But I don't believe that they can have this level of wisdom that the Bible teaches us. And so we're going to flip over to first Kings. We're going to talk about King Solomon. Now, King Solomon is called the wisest person to ever live. The Bible literally says that about him, that he he was the wisest person to ever live. And if you don't know much about Solomon, his dad was King David, who has gone down as one of the greatest kings in history, especially uh, for the nation of Israel. They adore David to this day. And he's gone down as probably what, you know, what they would say is their very best king. And so when David died, uh, Solomon took over the throne for his dad. Now, if you read this whole story, it's, it's great. Uh, but the Lord gives Solomon a chance to ask God for anything he wants. And, you know, you've heard the stories about, well, what would you ask for if a genie appeared and said, you get three wishes? Well, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. But here we have literally the Lord asked Solomon, you can ask me for anything that you want. Now, that could be a loaded question because I know that there's a great chance that we would ask for some really stupid things. I want a Ferrari. I want a mansion. I want blah, 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 blah. And, and, and here's the thing. 
Solomon didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for fame. He didn't ask for, he didn't ask for any of those things, material things. He says, I, I, I want a wise and understanding heart. That's what he asked God for. He could have asked for anything. He asked for wisdom. And so, 1 Kings 3, and we're going to look here at verses 10 through 13. I'm in the NLT. 1 Kings 3, 10 through 13. It says, the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom and governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has had or ever will have. According to the Lord himself, nobody was ever as wise as Solomon. Verse 13, and I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. What a thing. And so have you noticed that sometimes when you just ask God for the right thing, the unselfish thing, he'll also bless you with some other really cool stuff. And that's what happened with Solomon right here. God's like, this is incredible. Because you didn't ask for a bunch of money, no, I'm going to give you a bunch of money. Because you asked for wisdom and understanding. And if you study it out, uh, and I don't know what the figure would be in this inflated economy right now, but in 2017, I did some research, and Solomon would have been a trillionaire in our modern... He would have been like the richest guy ever. It's, it's insane. And you look at the temple he built... Oh my goodness. It was, it was incredible. So Solomon got all this stuff, but he asked for wisdom. And so I'm going to show you a story uh, from him. Not long after he was the new king, he had a tough decision to make and knowledge couldn't help him. So here's the story. We're going to flip down to it here in verses 23 through 28. That's going to be the end of the story. But anyway, so not long after he was king, Two women both had babies. They lived in the same house. One of the babies unfortunately died, but now both of the women claimed that the living baby was theirs. Well, so we would be like, uh, well, this is easy. Go down to Maury and take a DNA test and you are not the mother. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. They didn't have that. You couldn't do that. But, but, but here's the thing. Nobody no, nobody knew the answer because they were both arguing over this. No, it's my baby. It's my baby. And, and so they come to the king, Solomon, arguing, and he had to make the decision on who was telling the truth. And so watch this. This is a prime example of the wisdom that Solomon had. Verse 23. Then the king said, let's get the, the facts straight. Both of you claim the living child is yours, and each say the dead one belongs to the other. All right, bring me a sword. Woo! So a sword was brought to the king. Then he said, okay, cut the living child in two and give half to one woman and half to the other. Then the woman who was the real mother of the living child and who loved him very much cried out, Oh no, my Lord, give her the child. Just please do not kill him. But the other woman said, all right. 
he'll be neither yours nor mine. Just divide him between us. Then the king said, do not kill the child, but give him to the woman who wants him to live for she is his mother. Wisdom. When all Israel heard the king's decision, the people were in awe of the king for they saw the wisdom God had given him for rendering justice. Now that story, I mean, that's a crazy story. That's wild. But I can tell you this much. Solomon was not going to cut a baby in half. All right. That was, it wasn't going to happen, but through wisdom, he knew there's no way in the world that the real mom would want the baby to die. She'll, she'll give him up. And it's exactly what happened. Solomon all throughout, you know, keep reading story after story, just seemed to always know the right decision. How would you like that in your life to just know the right decision? Well, you've got the Holy Spirit on the inside. That's, hey, woo, that's, we can't even begin to cover how incredible that is. But you also have access to the wisdom of God. You can be a wise person. And when other people are like, I don't know what I'm going to do. How, how do we do this? When you come to a fork in the road, if you've got the wisdom of God, you choose the right path. Even if other people are like, no, my knowledge says, because I had read about, and we studied this in college, and it said this, and this, and this, and that. Okay, that's fine. But my heart's telling me this, and it's the wisdom. I, I, I believe the wise choice is to do this. And so, who wants wisdom? Not a trick question. You should, because Proverbs 4 just told you that it's the principal thing. <laughs> you should want wisdom. How do you get wisdom? I want to show you one final thing tonight, and it's in James chapter 1, all right? So how do you get wisdom? Well, some of it comes from life. I'll, I'll give you that. Some people, as they, you know, experience some things in life and grow older, there is a level of wisdom that comes with that. But I found this out just because someone's super old doesn't mean they're wise. I've had some really old people give me terrible advice. <laughs> you know, like, well, blah, 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 blah. okay, you know, and, and you know, I'm just being honest. And so, yes, there is a lot of times a level of wi- 